This is an IG paid post. The news and editorial staff of the Financial Times had no role in its preparation. Hello and welcome to IG's Decoding the Markets. I'm Victoria Scholar and with me on the pod today is Tone Vase, commentator and crypto analyst, along with Nick Cawley, who's an analyst at DailyFX. Tone, let's start with you. Of course, we've seen a lot of volatility in the crypto space over the last 18 months. Where do you think we are now? I still think we're in a bit of a bear market. I recognize the bear market in the middle of January, and the only time I've even thought that it could end was in early February when we bounced quickly off of 6,000. Since then, we've continued to make uh, equal lows and lower highs, and that usually ends in significantly lower prices. So I do expect the price to go down into the end of the year, and then hopefully we can bottom out then. Yeah, I want to get your views on that, Nick. We saw the bubble burst at the turn of the year with prices slumping from around $19,000 down to $7,000, a decline of more than 60%. I mean, do you see Bitcoin climbing back up to an all-time high? And what about some of the other cryptos? Um, I don't see Bitcoin climbing back to an all-time high, or if it does, I think it's going to take uh, quite a few years. Um, I think what a lot of people seem to be avoiding at the moment in the crypto market is that is they're looking at it and and people are still buying on dips. There's still this sentiment, this wave of sentiment out there that everybody thinks this market's going higher. Uh, and if you actually look at technical charts, and Tone will tell you this as well, everything's pointing lower. We're in a downtrend, and you shouldn't be you shouldn't be buying dips uh, when you're in a downtrend. You should be selling rallies. As for which coins are going to survive or not it's very difficult to tell i think bitcoin does have obviously the first mover advantage it has the heft behind it uh, it is the most well-known name and it gives you because of its longevity it's had about five or six years or you can get some good chart work off it you can get some good technical analysis out of it um as for the others um you know you've seen coins give back all of their rally that they've had uh in the last six to nine months can they go lower yeah, very much so. So, Tone, obviously you're a big fan of Bitcoin, and you say that we can't even really compare Bitcoin to the likes of some of the other cryptos like Ethereum or Ripple. Why are they not comparable? I think that the big difference between Bitcoin and all the other cryptos is that Bitcoin actually has the right to claim that it's fully decentralized. It's decentralized from a developer perspective. It's decentralized from a mining perspective that keeps it secure by burning all of that electricity. And it's also decentralized from a node perspective based on how many people are processing their own transactions. And Bitcoin is by far the most widely distributed coin. If you look at any other token, it's concentrated in the hands of the very few, while Bitcoin is the one that's actually being spread around. So for that reason, Bitcoin completely separates itself. Bitcoin is the only one that can't actually be regulated from a protocol perspective. Well, in every other project in the crypto space, there are people in charge and that project is at risk of regulation and they can't claim to be decentralized. Uh, I'll also comment real quick on the price. I completely agree. Uh, I do think Bitcoin has a chance to go to a new all-time high next year, but I have been a bear on the price of Bitcoin since mid-January and I have been telling people to sell the rallies. Uh, the only time in 2016 I thought Bitcoin was worth uh, taking a buy position in was in early February when we quickly bounced off of 6,000. Other than that one week in February, I've been a bear on Bitcoin and I also see lower prices later this year. 
Now, when we think about new industries, new products, it's rarely the first mover that ends up being ultimately the market leader. So do you think that's why investors are constantly on the hunt for the latest cryptocurrencies and perhaps looking for something to challenge Bitcoin's dominance? Nick, I want to get your thoughts there. Do you think that search is misguided? Um, yeah, very much so. I mean, it, it, it kind of reminds me, I'm, I'm sort of an old hand in the market, and it kind of reminds me of what went on in the sort of the dot-com bubble, uh, where you had some sort of markets came along and they got these tremendous valuations and then everybody uh, launched a dot-com company, uh, whether people actually wanted the product or not. Um, and you get to the stage where the market comes becomes completely saturated, the valuations are ridiculous, and so the market collapsed. And then, but under the ashes, you've you, you've got you've got sort of Apple, you've got an Amazon, you've got these sort of you know, these super companies. And I think this is probably what people is driving people into ICOs is that they are all perhaps, and it's a word we're not allowed to use, but betting or gambling that the one that they buy is going to be the next one that goes from zero to you know five thousand dollars, and uh, they're retired for life. Um, ICOs are very dangerous; uh, they always have been, um, and it's a market that'll probably disappear um, over the next two to three years. So, Tone, what's your view on ICOs? Because 2018's ICOs have been received with a palpable lack of enthusiasm. So I wanted to get your view. Do you think it could be the future of funding or do you agree with Nick that actually potentially there's a bit of a scam involved there too? I generally agree with Nick on this one. I actually just did a presentation comparing the ICO bubble to the dot-com bubble. Uh, I just want to briefly comment, this is another reason why Bitcoin separates. It's not the fact that Bitcoin has a first mover advantage. To me, Bitcoin is like the internet itself. There was only one internet. The internet wasn't competing with other internets, and everything else was just companies built on top of the internet. I see Bitcoin as this fundamental technology that's giving the world free uh, politically neutral money that isn't controlled by anyone and all of these other things they're just companies the ICOs the old coins that have leaders they're just companies and they're competing with each other uh, so sure people are trying to pick winners and losers and as we know from as recently as the dot-com crisis the average person has no ability to pick winners and losers it's mostly all luck you just have to wait for the market to clear itself and then once winners come out you buy into the winners. I mean, anyone could have bought Facebook IP uh, at twenty dollars a share, but after the IPO, Amazon won IPO at like a dollar fifty equivalent in today's money. So you just have to wait because the average investor has no ability to pick winners and losers. That's really interesting. Now, um, Tone, if we think about the coin craziness around the turn of the year. A lot of that was stoked by the arrival of the so-called mum and pop investors. Many of those people are now sitting on big losses. Do you think that their desire to lim limit losses will hold back the recovery should it start? Yes, it usually does. In addition, I also think that's why the altcoins have been falling so much more than Bitcoin. Uh, usually when the market turns and starts to go bearish, you want to sell your biggest losers first. So everyone is selling their more speculative positions and converting them into Bitcoin. And even as Bitcoin is falling, they might be converting that into cash. Uh, that's perfectly normal and what happens in a bear market. Just finally, Tone, as we come towards the end of the year, what's your outlook for Bitcoin for 2019? 
So it's hard for me to project uh, 2019 because I haven't yet called the end of the bear market. Uh, my most optimistic viewpoint on the bear market of Bitcoin is that it will last till at least late October, early November. Uh, and at best, we're only going to fall to about $5,000. My most pessimistic projections go all the way out into next summer uh, with a price as low as twelve to $1,300 a coin. So I do believe that once we eventually bottom, uh, we can, we're going to rise slowly and then rise quickly uh, after that once uh, the, the same mentality takes over. All right, that's all we've got time for today on IG's Decoding the Markets. Thank you so much to my guests, Tone Base, commentator and crypto analyst, along with Nick Cawley, who's an analyst at DailyFX. I'm Victoria Scholar, and thank you so much for listening. 